This is KMTT, Kimitzion Titzei Torah. On Mondays, we are having Rav Benjamin Tavori, who is giving a series this year on Mo'adei Hashanah, Shiurim, about the different holidays and festivals. In this series of Shiurim about Mo'adim, we have discussed basically the Kedushav Shloshari Galim, and we learned three different Shiurim about Shloshari Galim. In one, the idea was to show that the Regalim basically have one halacha of Kedushas Haragalim, and because of that, we discussed the nature of the Isur of Malacha on Yom Tov and the Heter of Ochal Nefesh. In the second shiur, we discussed Simcha on Yom Tov. And in the third shiur, we've discussed the concept of Kavod Va'oneg on Yom Tov. Today, we will begin the same concepts, the same discussion, however, relating to Chol HaMoed, instead of relating to Yom Tov itself. Now, the mitzvahs of Yom Tov are generally divided into four categories. The Rav, in his uh, essay, in Shiurim Lezech Abamari, on Rosh Chodesh Cholamoed, the Rav pointed out there are four halachos. One of them is Isra Malacha. The second is Karban Musaf, the fact that you bring a Karban on, on Yantif. The third is the obligations of Aliyah Leregel. And the fourth are the mitzvahs of Yantif. Now, we'll discuss right now, briefly, that in Cholam of course, there is a Karban Musaf, and that's why, of course, we daven Musaf on, on Cholam in place of the Karban Musaf. The Chavos or Haregel of the days of Pesach and Sukkis of Aliyah Regel certainly applies to Cholam as well. The third halacha, or actually the last one that we mentioned, but the third in terms of our discussion, are Matzah and Pesach and Sukkah and Sukkis. Now, in one hand, we know that you don't have to eat matzah on Pesach, but let us remember that the Easter of Chametz applies all Pesach to Cholamoid as well. And the mitzvah of eating matzah is a subject of debate among Rishonim and Achronim. It's well known that the Vilna Gaon emphasized that there is a mitzvah of Achilas matzah the entire Pesach. He did not say that there's a chiyuv to eat matzah. He just said there is a Kiyum of Achilas Matzah, all Pesach. The similarly to Sukkot. In Sukkot we know that the first night of Sukkot we must eat in the Sukkot. But the rest of Sukkot, if you don't eat, you don't have to go into the, eat in the Sukkot. There's no mitzvah to eat on, in the Sukkot specifically. For, for example, if a person would have um, food that does not require Yeshiva Basukah, so he would not have to eat in the Sukkah. But nevertheless, we paskin that on Sukkahs, there's certainly a Kiyom HaMitzvah to eat in Sukkah whenever we do eat. In fact, our custom is that we make a bracha whenever we eat in the Sukkah, like Sheva Basukah, because there's a Kiyom HaMitzvah in eating. The Vilna Gaon said that would be similar to Pesach, or Pesach would be similar to Sukkahs, that you're not allowed, you do not have to eat a meal, you're not allowed to eat outside the Sukkah the same way you're not allowed to eat Chametz. Well, that's really not exactly true. You're not allowed to eat chametz because it's a lav. To eat outside the sukkah is a bit of 
but the the, the gun felt that achilas matzah. If a person is eating, he's a kima mitzvah achilas matzah. Of course, the question would be very important question. Why would we not make a bracha every time we eat matzah? Similarly to the fact that we make a bracha every time we eat in a sukkah. This is a question that Rishonim have already raised. And in fact, there is an opinion quoted in the Stechemed, in the Tshuvas of the Nitziv, that there were indeed people that made bracha when they ate matzah on Cholamoy Pesach. B'chol mikre, in any case, the laws of matzah and sukkah apply, or the Isra of chametz and the mitzah of sukkah and the Mela, the Isra Asay of eating outside the sukkah applies to Cholamoyed as well? Very obvious. Now, the question that we're going to discuss is the other halacha. The Isra Malacha of Cholamoyed. Now, as we begin discussing the Isra Malacha, it's very obvious that it's a problematic issue. Because on Shabbos, we understand there's a halacha of Lamitas Malachas. On Yantif, we understand that there is an Isra Malacha, but there's a hatter of Ochal Nefesh. But Chalamoy presents a problem for us because certain things are certainly forbidden and certain things are obviously permitted. And it's very hard to explain the source of this halacha when it's unclear what's really mutter, what's really yasser. For example, no one has questioned the fact that we turn on lights on, on Chalamoy. Even the people that don't turn on lights on Yantif, certainly everybody uses electricity on Chalamoy to drive a car to go places, is certainly mutter and chalamoid. In general, we say that davar ha'aved, anything that will incur a loss, if a person doesn't do on chalamoid, is permitted. Achronim um, have even raised the issue whether a person could go shopping on chalamoid. If you go shopping, lo Obviously, if you go shopping, chalamoid, a person goes to buy milk or, or groceries that he's going to eat on yantif, for sure that's permitted. But what would happen if a person would go to buy clothes or something that he doesn't eat on chalamoid? It would seem to be that you shouldn't really not do that. But what would happen if there would be a sale that otherwise you can't find it after Yantif at that particular price? So Achronim, Rav Moshe Feinstein and others have discussed whether this is considered a Dover Ha'aved and many people were mat here and said this is considered also Dover Ha'aved. Of course, it depends upon the uh, uniqueness of this particular sale, not a sale that stores have every week or every other week, but something that's really unusual than Achronim were mat here. Dover Ha'aved is mutter. Or, for example, tzorech harabim, something that's necessary for the public well, for the public good, is permitted on chalamoy. Now, these categories make it difficult for us to to determine the nature of the iser of melacha in general. So, there are basically three opinions as to the nature of the iser of melacha, and there is a uh, very important exposition of the Mishnah Bura in the beginning of Hilchas Chalamoid in Simon Tafkaf Lamed, he, in the Bir Halacha, he mentions all the Shittas and he brings them fairly um, extensively. We will mention two Shittas as sources that we'll read inside and the third we'll just rely on the Bir Halacha. The first source that I'd like to quote is the Rambam in Hilchas Yantov Perik Zayin Halacha Aleph. And the Rambam says, even though Cholamoid has no concept of Shabbason, Shabbason, of course, a day of rest, which we have by Shabbos and by Yantif, Shabbason. But the Ram says, nevertheless, since 
Yantif Cholamoid is called Mikra Kodesh. It's one of the days Mikra Kodesh. As we said before, it's the time for the Chovos, for the obligations of Yantif, namely the Karben Chagiga and the Mikdash. The Ram says it's forbidden to do Malacha. Now the Ram's phrase here, is an interesting phrase. It should not be like any other day. It should not be like a regular weekday. Which have no Kedusha at all. This implies, of course, that Cholamoid has Kedusha, but it's, and it's called a Mikra Kodesh, but it's also Basias Melacha. If a person does a forbidden melacha on chalamoid, then we would give him lashes, but the lashes are makas mardus, which means it's drabanon, rather than makas laraisa. And Ram explains, Now the Rambam's phrase, midivre sofrim, is always a problematic one. When the Ram says midivre sofrim, some people think he meant in general, that the law is the Rabbana. And some people think the Rama meant midivrei selfrim, something that's clearly written, not clearly written in the Torah. It's expounded by Chachamim, based on a, a riboy or a limud. And of course, the Rambam and Shorish Beis of, Sofra, of Sefer HaMitzvah discusses the fact that he does not count the mitzvah that's learned midivrei selfrim in the Minyan HaMitzvah. And there the Ramban is very eloquently, is vehemently expre- expresses his displeasure with this particular idea. And, of course, we will not go into it today, what the Ram meant by Divrei Selfim. But one does get the impression here that the Ram thinks it's Midrabana. The Ram continues to say, It's not that everything is forbidden like on Yom Tov. Because the bottom line is, The idea is that it should not be the same as a regular weekday. Therefore, certain things are permitted and certain things are asr. Now, the Rambam seems to say it's the Rabbanan, and certainly that's the way most people explain the Rambam. That the Isra Malacha on Chalam Moed is only the Rabbanan. For example, the, uh, in the Rambam of Rabbi Shabzai Frankel's edition, so there he has here Hasagos of the Bala Shlama, and he says, it almost seems that the Balashlama thinks he's quoting the Rambam. Of course, it's not a quote from our Rambam, but he says clearly that according to the Rambam, it's mid And therefore, if it's Rabbanan, we would certainly understand why Chacham said certain Melachas Aras and certain Melachas Amutar. Basically, according to the Torah, there seems to be no Easter Melacha. However, the Rabbanan instituted an Easter Melacha in order to give the day a certain type of character, that it's not the same as a regular weekday, it has a day of Kedusha. The Ramban disagrees and says clearly that he thinks that the Easter Melacha is the Raisa. In Avodazarah Dafchaf Beizamud Aleph, the Ramban says that there are certain things that Chachamim did say are forbidden. However, Minatora Eino Asur Lebemelechas Avodas Hakarka Chayotzeba Shatarchasan Meruba. He has a new category. The Ramban says, according to the biblical law, according to the Torah, what's Asur is agricultural type of work, work with the land, which 
and other malachas that are similar to that. And then he gives the phrase, which involve hard work. So he claims that according to the Torah, hard work, is aser. And then he continues a few lines later and says, The Rama Sfaradi, assumedly that's the Rambam, relies on the Yerushalmi that we mentioned, and he was not uh, precise, he didn't, uh, didn't do well. So obviously the Ramban, as the Sefer Ashlama thought, the Rambam thought it was the Rabbanan, and the, Rambam is, the Ramban himself says it's Daraisa. However, the Ramban says not all Malachas are Daraisa. Some Malachas are Daraisa and some are not Daraisa. That category, of course, is going to be rather hard to work with. The third opinion, as I said, it's quoted by many Rishoni, but it's found in the Bir Halach, in the beginning of Hilchas Chalamoid, is the opinion that almost in between the Rambam and the Ramban, made up a new category, Rishonim have made up a category that's almost in between a Darais and Rabbana. And they claim that there are certain issues which the Torah stated in a general fashion. The Torah gave me a sort of a generic type of law to apply to certain situations. But the Torah did not specify what they meant, what the Torah meant by that particular category. And then the Chachamim have the right, the biblically mandated right, to determine what the Torah meant by that statement, and whatever Chachamim say is indeed included in what the Torah meant. I'll give you an example before we get back to our case. The Torah says, on Yom Kippur, there's a mitzvah of Inui. Some might translate it as uh, some type of affliction, some sort of uh, pain, suffering on Yom Kippur. But the Torah did not say specifically what it meant by Ta'anuot Nafshot Seichem. Now we know that eating and drinking is certainly Yasser Yom Kippur. And we know also that there are other Inuyim Yom Kippur, for example, Tashmish Hamita, Rechitza, Nesicha, Nilas Hazandal. Uh, the laws of washing, the laws of uh, sexual relations, the laws of uh, using uh, as, um, some sort of uh, stuff to, that you smear on you uh, to wear shoes. But on the other hand, the Mishnah in Yoma says there are certain cases where some of these laws are permitted. For example, a, uh, a bride has certain dispensations, or a midwife has certain dispensations, a king has also certain dispensations. And of course, that's a category that's difficult to work with. How could you say that there's a biblical law that some people have exception from these laws. So Rishonim made up a category called Misarana Katuv Chachamim. The Torah gave this over to Chachamim. In other words, the Torah made a general statement. Here the Torah said, The Torah said, you should somehow feel the Inui of Yom HaKippurim. And how do you do that? Well, Achil and Shosiyah certainly are biblical laws that you know that to eat and drink in Yom Kippur. Mitzvah sasei of ve'ini semes nafshaseichem of abstaining from food and drink. But the other halachas, some Rishonim think it's up to Chazal to determine. If Chazal said it's aser, then it falls under the category of tanuas nafshaseichem. When Chazal say it's mutter, then it's mutter. Therefore, we can work with the different hetayim of that are given in that Mishnah for a bride, for a king, for a midwife. Similarly, the concept of Misona Kasev Lechachamim applies to, to, according to some Rishonim, 
to Melechus Cholamoy. The Torah just said that it's a day of Mikra Kodesh, it's a day that, a, a day of Kedusha, and a day where Melechus is Aser. However, which Melechus are Mutter, which Melechus are Aser, that would be given to the Chachamim. The Chachamim have the right to determine which Melechus are Aser, which Melechus are Mutter. But when they, when the Chachamim did include one of the Melechus or certain types of Melecha in the Isur of Cholamoy, then it's, it is Daraisa. This concept, the B'sana Kasev L'Chachamim, I gave one example, besides what we are learning today, there was, there's a, uh, a Raven Flatbush, Rav David Kohn, who wrote many Svarim. In one of his Svarim, in Mishnas Yavitz, he has a long article on this concept called M'sana Kasev L'Chachamim, and he brings 50, 60 different examples of Risho, that Rishonim and Achronim have used this concept of Mesorna Kasev Lachachamim to explain various laws. The Rishonim, that are, the cases that I said are the are very well known, Meleches Cholamoy, and the Inuyim of Yom Kippur. I'd like to emphasize, of course, that the extreme shita that we saw of the Ramban, of the Ramban is that Malachas Asr on Midaraiso on Yom Tov, but let us remember that even according to the Ramban, there's no Isr. In other words, there's no Lav. The Torah did not tell us that it's Asr, a Lav, to do Malacha on Cholamoid. And again, I quote from the Ramban, We in according to the Ramban, like Rabbi Kiva. The Gemara in, in Chagiga, Daf Yudches, has a long discussion of the source of the Easter of Malach and Chalamoy. And the different opinions bring different sources in the Torah. Of course, the Rishonim we learned will interpret that Gemara the way they wish. Some Rishonim will say that Gemara is all in Asmachta. The Gemara doesn't mean literally that it's Asr, it just uses Psukim to somehow back up the arguments that there's an Isser Malacha. And other Bishonim will say, no, there is a, an Isser based on the Psukim. The Ramban says, we paskin, however, like Rebbe Akiva. The Mapiklami Mikra Kodesh, that according to the Ramban, we paskin that Malacha is Asser but because Yantav is a Mikra Kodesh. The Isser Asay Ramaz Lecha HaKosuf. It's an Isser Asay. It's not, the Torah told me, do not do Malacha. In order to create a Mikra Kodesh, you have to have Malachas that's Asr. And that's the way the Ramban would explain that Hilchas Moekil Chashabis, Yeshmin Potter, Asr, and that's why he said you can somehow manipulate the laws of, of, of Yantif because they're not given as a lav, they're given as a mitzvah saseh. Now, even according to the Ramban, to the Rambam, that the Isur or Malacha on Cholamoid is Rabbanan, it doesn't really mean that the Isur is just mid-Rabbanan. You see, according to the Rambam, the Torah said, according to the Rambam, the Torah said it's a Mikra Kodesh. Now, according to the Ramban, Mikra Kodesh means that Chazal defined Mikra Kodesh. The Rambam might not agree with the Ramban and say that Chacham defined Mikra Kodesh in the concept of Masonic Kasev Lechachamim. Nevertheless, there is a mitzvah of the Torah to define the day as a Mikra Kodesh. And perhaps each person 
might have his individual rights of how to determine as a Mikra Kodesh. Came along Chachamim and told us how to do it as a Mikra Kodesh. But the basic idea is that it is a Mikra Kodesh. In the respect of Mikra Kodesh, might mean that there's a hetter to do Malacha on this particular day. But it does not mean that it's not a, a Mikra Kodesh, it's not day of a, a Kedusha. In that article that I referred to, the Rav's Yartach here on, on Chol HaMoed, the Rav pointed out an interesting uh, idea that his family has adopted. The Rav discussed there the question of putting on tefillin Chol HaMoed. Now that's a topic by itself. We all know that the Ramah said, you do put on tefillin, even make a bracha on tefillin. According to the Beis Yosef, according to the Mechaber, not only should you not put in tefillin, it's considered a very bad thing to put in tefillin chalamoid. In the Kesef Mishnah, he quotes a source that it's actually called Ketzitzah Sanatiyas, uprooting the, the, the foundations of Judaism to put in tefillin chalamoid. It's an old discussion whether we put in tefillin chalamoid or not. Much has been written, many articles have been written about tefillin chalamoid. The brisket tradition, apparently, as the Rav mentioned in this Sefer, is not to put in tefillin chalamoid. And the Rav explained the reason for for it. He said, because even though Mikra Kodesh did not require a biblical law necessarily of doing Malacha, but that Heter did not remove the concept of Kedusha Sayom. And he, the Rav relates that his father, Rav Moshe, asked Rav Chaim, why doesn't he put on Tefillin on Chalamoid? Isn't it true that many Ashkenazi Gedolim, such as the Rush and others, think that Tefillin applies on Cholamoid. And as I said, I'm quoting from the Rav's Shiurim, the Zeich Abamari, but he quotes the Ramah, that we make a brach on it. So, the tradition of Alajin was that you do not put on Tefillin Cholamoid. But they yes, the Reb Chaim, but it's a Sfeka Daraisa, since it's a mitzvah to put on tefillin, and it's a suffix whether you really should put on tefillin, so at least you should put on tefillin without a bracha. So Reb Chaim explained to Reb Moshe, the reason I do not put on tefillin chalamoid is not because of the Valajan tradition, but because I think that chalamoid is potter from tefillin. And the Rav said in the name of his father, that chalamoid has kedusha like yantif itself. The kedusha sayom of Cholamoid is there Kedusha Sayyam. But there's Heta Malacha. The reason that you don't put on film Shabbos and Yantiv is not because of the Isa Malacha. It's because of the Kedusha Sayyam. And the Kedusha Sayyam is present on Cholamoid as well. I'd like to point out something that I find very uh, interesting. There is a Haggadah on the market called the Haggadah Leves Brisk. In the back of the Haggadah Leves Brisk, it mentions a number of brisker customs and stories about brisk. One of the stories there is a, they ask the question, why don't they put on tefillin and cholamoid? And they mention an opinion that it's not that necessary to put on tefillin every single day. We know that the mitzvah of tefillin really is to have tefillin on you all the time. But generally, most people do not wear tefillin all day. So in a way, we're mevatel mitzvahs asayv tefillin. And the question then is, do you have to put on tefillin every day or not? Why is there a specific halacha putting on tefillin daily? The mitzvah is to put on tefillin all the time. So the brisker uh, Haggadah there says that since there's no difference really between missing a day 
and missing the hours of a day that we put on tefillin, the Brisket tradition was to observe the Shita that you don't put on tefillin Cholamoyed. Of course, the Rav himself, uh, in Shirim Lezer Chabamari, explained the family tradition in the way that I mentioned before, that there really is a concept of Kedusha Sayom, and because of Kedusha Sayom, their tradition is not to put on tefillin. Now, there is a, a Tosfus in Chagiga that quotes Daf Yudches, that quotes a famous opinion that interprets a Gemara in an unusual way. The Gemara in the end of Makos, it's also found in Pirkei Avos, quotes a halacha called a mavazes ha-moados, a person who somehow disgraces moados. Moados is moed. Now, the Gemara, the Gemara, the Gauls want to say that that's included in the general concept of kiri ki devar Hashem baza ves mitzvah sawifa. A person who somehow disgraced or despised the words of Hashem, Torah, and he somehow uh, was went against the mitzvahs of Torah. The Gemara says, "Kol hamavaze es hamoados." Moados. What are moados? So Rashi points out another Rishonim also, the Rashbam and others say that the phrase "es mitzvah so hefar edvarash amchelas hamoados" relates to Chol It seems to be that they hold that Cholamoy is Asabim Lachadaraisa. And therefore, Hamavazas Hamoados is included in the terrible Pasuk, Kidvar Hashem Baza. The Tosfus himself, and Dafyud Ches there, argued and thought that Malachas Cholamoy is Drabana. His basic argument, of course, is one that we began with. Tosfus asked, Rabbeinu Tam asked, how could it possibly be? That Malachas Cholamoid is the Raisa when some Malachas are Mutter and some Malachas are Raser. Therefore, Tosus there goes with the opinion that Malachas Cholamoid is only the Rabbanan. And therefore, he said, those people that interpret Kitvar Hashem Baza to refer to Cholamoid are mistaken. It's really referring to Yom Tov itself. According to the way we have analyzed the situation, According to what I quoted from the name of Rav Salavechik, we need not argue with Rashi and Rajbam and others. Tosu said, how could it be that Dvar Hashem Baza is referring to Chalamoid, if Malachas Chalamoid is only Drabana? But we explained that it's true the Malachas is only Yasa Drabana. But the idea is that Yom Tov is a Mikra Kodesh. Chalamoid is also Mikra Kodesh. A person who does not refrain from any Malach and Chalamoid, well, the, the laws of the Rabbanan that he did or didn't do are not what's relevant right now. What is relevant to the fact is that he did not consider Chalamoid as a Mikra Kodesh. Kidvar Hashem God called it a Mikra Kodesh. It is a Mikra Kodesh. Mikra Kodesh must be expressed in some way. Whichever way you should do it, Midaraisa is one thing. Whichever way you should do it, Midrabanan might be another thing. But it has to be designated as a, as a, as a Mikra Kodesh. And Kidvar Hashem might indeed refer to Cholamoid, even if you hold the Malachas Cholamoid is Drabanan. There is another Yushalmi that only part of which is quoted in Tosfus in Chagiga. The other part is quoted by the Ramban and Avodah Let's put the whole thing together 
both the part that's quoted in the Ramban and the part that's quoted in Tosfos. A person came along and said that if I had someone who would agree with me, I would be permit. I would permit Malachim Chalamot completely. That part is quoted by the Ramban. Tosfos goes on to quote the second part that on Chalamoed, the idea of Chalamoed is that a person should have more time to spend in the world of Kedusha and therefore dedicate himself more to learning. In fact, it's a very famous Gemara that one person said, maybe he's referring to Sukkot more than Pesach, maybe he's referring to both. I praise those people who are lazy on Cholamoed, people who stay at home and assumedly are involved in the mitzvahs of the day and specifically in learning Torah. But today was the complaint in the Yushalmi quoted by the Ramban, uh, quoted by Tosfus. People just eat and drink. They use it as a day of relaxation, a day of being off from work, and do not spend any time on Kedusha, time of learning. And therefore, why should we indeed keep this Easter of Cholamoid? We should abolish the Easter. Now, both Tosos and the Ramban say from this case, it would seem to be that it's the Rabbanan. How could anybody get up and say, well, if somebody would agree with me, I would cancel the Melacha of Cholamoid. If, if the Melacha of Cholamoid is the Rabbana, is the Raisa. So Tosos used that Gemara to prove that Cholamoid is only Yasser mid and therefore, if possible, if the Chacham could get together, they could abolish the law. The Ramban, of course, who thinks that the Melachas Cholamoid Daraisa would have to say another explanation of that Yerushalmi. How could it possibly be that somebody could think he could abrogate Cholamoid? The Isra Melacha of Cholamoid. So the Ramban himself gave the answer. The Ramban said, not everything is Asr according to the Torah. Even though the Ramban thinks there is Malacha, which is Asim in the Torah, he gave a definition. Malacha Shetircha Meruba. A Malacha which involves a lot of effort. A difficult Malacha. But other Malachas are Mutter. The Chachamim did indeed, however, say other things that might not have such Tircha, but are still Asr. And, and I quote the Ramban. Chachamim al-Sifu alayam harbei. Chachamim added to what the Torah said. According to the Ramban, not everything is awesome in the Torah. But the Chachamim added certain more things. Those were able to be abolished if somebody would have agreed with that person. So we see from here, there are three main opinions whether the Malach of Cholamoid is awesome or the Rice But one thing we see is clear. That Cholamoid is a Mikra Kodesh. The concept of de- designating the day as a Mikra Kodesh would apply according to all opinions. And the purpose of the Mikra Kodesh of Cholamoid is not just Ochlim Vishosim, not just to eat and drink and to be frivolous, but rather the purpose of Cholamoid may be a combination. Ochlim Vishosim Oskim Batorah. On one hand, you could have a day of Achila Shasiyah, which we will discuss in Yot Hashem the next time, but it's also a day of spiritual involvement and spending more time learning on Cholamoid. Ochlim Vishosim Oskim Batorah.